Hello and welcome to the Controller Talk podcast presented by Danfoss North America. Our goal is to bring you information about using Danfoss controls in the supermarket and warehouse industry, specifically in the U.S. and Canada. We're doing these twice a month for now. You can catch these podcasts on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, and it's also available through the Danfoss Ref Tools app. For the video version, check us out on the North America YouTube page from Danfoss. Search for Controller Talk to see our video collection. I'm Dave Yoder, along with Chris Brown. Well, Chris, we're in the thick of the World Series. The Phillies are still alive. I really thought the Orioles would be there. I like how this has conveniently moved away from college football. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the best. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Uh-huh. We'll pick it up in the future. Uh-huh. We can talk bowl games and when such. When they're not playing Ohio State, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they hung with Ohio State for three quarters yeah. plus. They did. They played better. Yeah, Penn State played better against Ohio State than Michigan for somehow. <laughs> anyway, hey, Chris, uh, each year around this time, it seems like the calls tick up about um, heat reclaim. Uh, like, how do people get it working? How do they set it up? You know, do I have to do broadcasts? Uh, all that sort of thing. Right. And we thought it might be worthwhile to run down some different types of heat reclaim control we offer and how to set them up. Often it seems like the control signal starts in one controller, ends in a different controller, and that can all be kind of puzzling if you haven't listened to, uh, let's let's say, a helpful podcast like this one. Yes. Uh, So we're going to cover the three basic control schemes available in the controllers and how they work. Yep. And we can kind of start basic and then build up from there. Um, So if we're looking at air reclaim first in the system manager's uh, option one is just kind of narrowed in on the HVAC controller. And so uh, in the in your HVAC system manager, you, you have your rooftop units or air handler set up, and you get questions right in there for uh, heat reclaim and how many stages you have, and you can assign your relays and your set points and all that good stuff. Yep. Um, we know we're, we're controlling the three-way valve, and that's all happening right there in that controller end of story nothing else involved um nothing on the refrigeration side nothing on the rack side that's right right, right. so yeah. pretty straightforward pretty simple and especially in terms of the other two options so that, that that's where you start if you want something at the bare minimum um and then the next step would be do you want to start to add the the rack side and and some things you can do there into the control and the logic and then if the answer is yes then with option two what you would do is you would still have your setup in the hvac system those relays would then be hardwired into digital inputs in the rack controller or if they're the same controller and into a, a module that's um, assigned under the rack portion of that system manager so we're still controlling the three-way valve. Nothing changes there through a relay. Um, but now we have some extra setup on the rack side so that when that digital input enables, we can also look at some things within the rack, low liquid level, high discharge pressure, low discharge pressure. So we can introduce some safeties to say, hey, I know you want heat reclaim, but rack's not really ready to give you that. So we're going to shut it down or not allow it to, to kick on. Um, and so that's option two is when you're in the rack controller in your heat reclaim section, you're going to see when you set it that the type for HVAC, there's an option for board and point. And that would be this choice that I just described there. Yep. 
<clears throat> and in that rack control, um, there's another option that some people still use. It's called the heat reclaim flush. Mm-hmm. And that's been around for a long time, but um, some people do use it because they feel like oil can get kind of stuck in that heat reclaim coil. And then um, I think it's uh, the plan is every day at the same Just time schedule, right? Yeah, all like all around the clock. You know, the whole calendar. Um, you turn on heat reclaim for a few minutes to kind of push that oil out. Yep. Um, so that's available if you're running it through the rack. So the third option we want to talk about is fairly popular, and it starts in the HVAC setup, um, but it links to the rack through software, and there's really not necessarily any wires to connect the two. And um, this is a a link uh, method called the network option that's in the rack. And um, what uh, ends up happening is you have your heat reclaim set up in the HVAC uh, side of things, and you don't even really need any relays program there. Um, so you'll uh, go into the rack, and um, you have to tell the rack a few things. Um, like it knows that if you're going to use this network option, that there's no broadcasting involved, and uh, there's no relays required in the HVAC side of things, like we said. Um, but then in the rack, you need to tell it uh, three things, three main things. It's a controller number, so it knows where the heat reclaim is, uh, control is located. So that would start with unit zero, unit one, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have an HVAC number. So you go down the list uh, in how they're set up in the HVAC controller. And if it's the second one listed, then your HVAC number is just number two. Right. Not necessarily your rooftop unit number that's programmed Uh, in, but yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. And then you have the heat reclaim stage number. Since you can have multiple stages, it has to know which stage to look at. That's basically piped to that rack. Right. Um, And then if you want to test all that, um, you know, if you're running... uh, to some kind of test to make sure everything's working, you have to adjust the set points on the HVAC side because if you put the relays and override on the HVAC side, it won't uh, turn things on at the rack. Yeah, yeah, you really shouldn't have any addresses assigned to your heat reclaim relays on the HVAC side in this setup. I think that's something I get calls on as guys mistakenly trying to fix a problem and assigning that. Yeah. And um, yeah. It, it doesn't do you any good and it might do more more harm than good. Right. So just leave them all zeros in the HVAC controller if you're using this network option. Yep. And then the other the other part of reclaim, moving away from air reclaim, would be hot water reclaim, which is something else you can set up in the rack controller as well. Um, so same section um, when, when you're in your refrigeration portion, you're just choosing water reclaim instead of air. Uh, the, the controller's assumption here is that you're going to have a temperature sensor you're using, and then there's going to be a relay we're controlling. Um, so it, it's pretty simple, just cut in and cut out set points, nothing too complicated there. Um, so we'll just look at that temp sensor and, and turn that relay on and off based on those settings. And then you you do still have your same lockout options that you would for air reclaim in this setup. So the liquid level and then the high and low discharge pressure levels or settings, um, that's still available if you want to use those as safeties to disable the reclaim circuit. Right. Yep. And of course, um, this all typically applies to your HFC type uh, reclaim and mm-hmm. um, using I/O boards, that sort of thing. But if um, if you're in a CO2 store, it's going to look quite a bit different. Yeah, and I guess did we 
we've got settings under the condenser if we're in reclaim to bump that yeah. target up. Yeah, that's an option. Yeah, that's something to keep in mind too, is if you want to run a higher head pressure when you're in reclaim, I think you have to jump back to the condenser section to see that if right. I remember. Right, yeah, it's called a heat reclaim offset. Yeah, but that's something you could have available to you too if you want that. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Hey, Chris, it's uh, time for me to throw a question at you and see what you know or don't know. As the, <laughs> the latter, yeah. As the case may be. Uh, so the question today happens to be about heat reclaim. And the question is, how many stages of heat reclaim can you have in one rack? How many stages of heat reclaim can you have in one rack? Let's go four. The four is correct. All right. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like I studied ahead of time or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to make them tougher, obviously. Uh, yeah. So four heat storage. Yeah. Four stages of heat reclaim is possible. And um, yeah, I don't know why you'd ever need that many. Right. Um, usually two is about the most you see. But um, hey, if it's available, then somebody might need it. Yep. All right. Yep. So uh, moving on to listener mail, we have two points of housekeeping. First of all, um, one of the last podcast, I mentioned that we had a uh, email came in from Jim from Jersey. Jim was quick to point out that he's not from Jersey. He's from Pennsylvania, like the rest of us. <laughs> and uh, he didn't want to be associated. Huh? <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. I mean, they're so close. <laughs> but uh, yes, Jim is from Pennsylvania, so uh, he knows who he is. And then the second point was, uh, oh boy, this is back in uh, a few months now. Um, we had mentioned we were joking about uh, the host playing, yeah, playing through the pain. Mm. Um, and it turns out that, uh, yeah, I was uh, dealing with something. I didn't know what it was, but three days later, I had an emergency root canal. And I'm sure everyone has been wondering since then whatever happened to that story. But yeah, that was the deal. But it's all better. You rolled into the recording with the ice pack one. <laughs> you were That's right. Questionable for that week. Like I said, show must go on. There you go. All right. Hey, uh, today's listener mail comes from Brian from uh, outside Boston. And uh, I think you can handle this one. But um, his question had to do about um, you've got multiple controllers in a store and you might have 255s, you might have 800s. But he said that, you know, he knows that on an 800 series controller, you really should have all the same software versions between your controllers because there's a lot of data getting shared back and forth. Yep. And it just works better if the, the file or the versions are the same. Uh, what about the 255s? Because he said... Um, that one, I'm, he's just not clear on. Yeah. We we had a major cutoff point with the 255s of 2081, where we, for years, it said kind of you want to keep everything above or below that. Didn't have to be the exact same version, but above it or below it. And then as we got longer and longer into the lifetime of the 255 towards the tail end of it, um, we saw more of a need to have it at the same version. So... I think the, the the short answer is if if it's if you're in question, you're upgrading one controller in a store, hit them all at yeah. the same version. Um, we do have that other caveat to keep in mind too, where the older box style can't go above twenty two thirty one. Right. So maybe this is a conversation you got to have with us of can I upgrade them all to the latest version if that's what you're looking at? But in general, you want to have them all at the same version as a best practice. Right. 
right? Sometimes it can't be helped if you have to change something out at the last minute, but yeah. we've seen issues where you uh, maybe upgrade unit one, but unit zero is older, and then unit one won't send its alarms out. So Or host com problems is something I've seen stem from yeah. that too. Yep, yep. So, so yeah, that um, that kind of addresses the question of the 255. But you're right. If there's a question about, here's my situation, what should I do? Then they can always get a hold of us. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. All right. So if you'd like to drop us an email with a suggestion for topics to cover, a uh, question or a comment, you can always email us at ControllerTalkNorthAmerica at DanFoss.com. That's ControllerTalkNorthAmerica at DanFoss.com. Thanks for listening. Our studio and video engineer normally is Michael, don't call me Mike Beckerman, but he's not even here. So we'll call him a remote engineer. Contract negotiations. Yes, yes. Our, our audio engineer is Raul Garcia, and Maria's here doing everything else. So until next time, for Chris Brown, I'm Dave Yoder. Stay cool. <laughs>